Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another exciting episode of NAVWIC Talks, and welcome to another wonderful Wednesday. So this wonderful Wednesday, we are bringing you another podcast dedicated to empowering and inspiring women in the construction industry, and I am so thrilled to be your host for today. I'm Jackie Perry, so we're going to embark on this journey of discovery, growth, and empowerment together today. And in the studio with us, we are so excited to have with us no other than Miss Ursula Odom, author and history maker herself, Mr. Gerald Barnes, and the um, the consummate and award-winning Miss Ann McNeil. So good morning, Miss Ann. How are you this morning? <laughs> Jackie, I tell you and Jada every week, if I were any better, I would be you. And today is no different. I am very excited uh, for a lot of reasons. Excited because we are on our way to another Congressional Black Caucus as the voice of this industry. Excited because we have a phenomenal guest today who will share some best practices in the financing and bonding industry for all of our guests and our members and our partners, not just those who look like me, but also I'm excited because we are growing by leaps and bounds, and we want to encourage all of our listeners, if you know anybody who is in the construction trade, if you know anybody who is in the construction industry, if you know anybody who's in the construction profession, we are the voice for them. So please connect. Also, please remember to comment, like, and share this podcast. And if you are looking for an organization in this industry to help support you grow, connect with us by going to our website at org. But, Jackie, as you know, I can go on and on and on. And instead, I will yield my time today versus reclaiming my time to our guests. So let's get this party started. <laughs> Thank you, Ann. We indeed will get this party started. We are so excited, again, as you said, to have our special guest on, and we're going to introduce him uh, in a moment, and like Ann just said, we are the voice of women in construction, and our aim and purpose today is to provide a platform where trailblazing women like you and trailblazing men can connect, share insights, and learn from each other's experiences. And so today, we're going to learn a little bit more from our special guest, Mr. Peter C. Gibbs who is the president and founder of Foundation Surety and Insurance Solutions. And I would like to say good morning, first of all, to Mr. Gibbs. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
Well, again, we're so excited to have you with us on NABWIC Talks today. And I'm going to read a little bit about uh, your bio so our listeners can just get an idea of just the, the breadth and width of the experience that you bring uh, with us today. So, again, we're talking with Mr. Peter C. Gibbs. He's a trailblazing leader with 32 years of service at the U.S. Small Business Administration as former director of the Office of Surety Guarantees, or as some may refer to it as OSG. He managed the team across headquarters and regional offices, partnering with major surety companies to provide over $9 billion in annual surety bond credit to small businesses. So with a legacy of success such as what you just heard, Peter founded Foundation Surety and Insurance Solutions, which is committed to elevating small businesses, including underserved communities. So we are going to just explore his journey from military service to entrepreneurship uh, that helped shape economic development, wealth creation, and job opportunities nationwide. So that's a little bit about Mr. Gibbs, but um, Peter, if you'll just take a little moment and tell our audience a little bit about your background in your own words and how you came to do what you do today. Okay, okay. So just on the personal side, I, you know, I was born in uh, Trinidad and Tobago, and I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Um, went to college, went to a small college, HBCU in Wilberforce, Ohio, called Central State, where I graduated in 1986 with a degree in accounting. And, um, you know, one of the first jobs I got out of college was with a uh, uh, black-owned construction company called Wise Construction. And, you know, I was the first employee at Wise Construction. And then um, that was in Dayton, Ohio. Then I got kind of homesick, wanted to move back to New York, so I, so I took a job with a large construction company called um, Nyco Construction in, in, um, in Manhattan. And, you know, without getting into a real long story, you know, I was probably one of the only accountants on the, on the team that had an accounting background with working with construction companies. And then I found out that people around me were like, you know, getting paid much more than I was. So I decided to, to leave the private sector because I wanted to be in an, in an environment where, you know, people around me were making similar money. We're doing the same stuff, so why not be paid the same thing? So so I applied for the, for the U.S. Small Business Administration, and, and so I got a job in uh in manhattan and and then i just started climbing the ladder i went from from being um in manhattan then i was moved to um i took a became a manager in atlanta georgia and then in 2020 you know i i i received a call to to move to dc um where i was the deputy of a program called the New Markets Venture Capital Program. I did that for a couple of years, and then I got another call um, within the agency asking me, was I interested in reviving this program? You know, SBA had a surety bond program, but it was really dying. So when I, when I got there, we had partnership with like five surety companies, and I grew that from five and when I left in 2021, we have we had over 40 surety companies. So I I basically traveled everywhere, met with with all these multi-billion-dollar companies, and convinced them to join SBA. Um, when I started with SBA, the, the program was only doing about 750 million in activity, program activity. From a federal perspective, you count you know bid bonds and final bonds because without the program, a lot of companies or many companies would not have the opportunity to participate in the construction industry. So, so we counted bid bonds. So when I, when I, when I left in 2021, um, which is 18 years after I started in that program, 
we were doing seven to nine billion dollars on an annual basis. Um, so, you know, I was eligible to retire from SBA on August 8th, but I left, I retired on August 31st. Um, it was a shock in the room when I told them that I was leaving because they're like, man, you're young. Why are you, why are you leaving the federal government? You know, so I, I chose to leave because I felt like even though I was being very successful with the SBA, I felt that there are so many companies in the underserved market that still wasn't being serviced properly because this, the surety industry is not very diverse. And I felt like people in the underserved market, and in particular like African-Americans, you know, they just weren't getting people who look like them and who kind of understood the surety industry who can really roll their sleeves back and really help them. Uh, I know I just answered a whole lot, but I'm going to stop right there and then we can move on. But so that's where, and, and I just want to give my wife credit, um, you know, so foundation is is myself and my wife. Uh, my wife worked for the federal government for 10 years. She worked on the Department of Navy, the F-35 program, and our, our business is, is, is so successful that, you know, why not come and work in our family business? So she's the chief operations officer for foundation. And I'll stop right there for us. Yeah, All right. Questions. Well, kudos also your wife, too. I believe that's Nakia. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, well, thank you so much. And it sounds like you did have, indeed, a successful uh, career with uh, the SBA, having, like you said, grown um, that surety bond program from $750 million over a period of time to $9 billion. That is quite impressive. But I do want to say thank you for taking all of that uh, skill, experience, and knowledge and bringing it over into your own entrepreneurial venture to help other small businesses. Um, Peter, let me ask you this. Can, since we are talking about surety bond uh, credit, could you take a moment and explain the importance of surety bond credit for small businesses in the construction field and how did your, again, continued collaboration with major surety companies impact these businesses? You know, it's, it's um, whenever, whenever I go out to speak, I, I always try to make it, you know, I try to get into the heads of people and I always ask them, you know, so how, tell me about your business, you know, what's important for you. So, they'll, you know, they'll say their CPA is important, their banker is important, and I'm specifically talking about, you know, companies in the construction business, right? And very few of them will mention surety or surety agent. Um, what I would say is that if you do not have a good and strong relationship with a surety agent and you're in the construction business, especially on the trade side, um, you, you, it's going to be very hard for you to really scale your company. Um, and, you know, it's going to take you much longer to, to, to really have an impact uh, with your business. You know, there are so many, like, misinformation out there about surety. And I think, you know, construction companies, they get bad advice from so-called experts in our industry, right? Um, so what am I saying? You know, people will say, hey, you need to partner with another company. What I say to that is um, if you understand construction, and let's look at it from a, from a um, profit margin perspective, right? The average um, profit that a construction company makes is between eight eight and maybe 14%, right? So now if you partner with a company, you have to split that 14%. So now you're making 7%, right? So I tell anyone 
or my clients who work with me, I'm not saying that sometimes you may not want to, you know, maybe a situation where you want to partner for other reasons, but my advice to the companies that we work is I want you to grow responsibly so that you don't have to partner with anyone. And let's sit down and let's figure out a good starting point for you as a company and let's see where we're going to be three years from now, right? So, and this can only be done if you have a good relationship with a surety agent and you understand all the stuff that's required from a surety perspective, which means you're getting adequate, you know, financial statements, you know, and people get confused about, about having financial statements and surety because they think that you have to have a audited financial statement. There are people out there who are telling people that they need to have an audited financial statement, but I can tell you that, you know, if you're looking at jobs that's below $2 million, all you need is an in-house financial statement. You don't need a compilation. You don't need a review. You don't need an auditor. You just need a good in-house financial statement, right? Now, if you're going after jobs between two and four million, um, you're going to need a compilation. Between four and six and a half, you need a, a reviewed financial statement. So the point is, the larger the job, the better quality financial statement. But there are people who are telling construction companies that you need to have an audited financial statement, which makes no sense because if all you're doing is projects at five hundred thousand dollars. Why pay fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars for an audited financial statement? So it is extremely important that you that you understand the importance of a surety relationship, just like you understand the importance of a bank, the importance of a CPA, and all these other things that you utilize for your business. The other part that I would say is you know, surety is like, let's say you finish a job for $250,000. The next time you go, you can go for a job at $500,000. You do $500,000. So every, every time you successfully complete a project, you can basically double your surety credit. The last thing that I would say is companies, you know, and this is another thing, whenever I go out, I, I play a trick with people and I say, listen, every time I get into a room, especially with with small minority companies, everyone wants to do a million-dollar job, right? But if you do a million-dollar job and something happens, you're basically out of business, right? So I have people get on a board and I say, on one side, you put a million dollars. And on the other side, I want you to put 250000 four times, right? And, you know, I mean, I went to school in the the Brooklyn public schools, so I'm not really that smart, but I know that 250 times four is $1 million. What I'm trying to illustrate is that if you have four $250,000 jobs and you have issues on one or two of them, you're still going to survive as a company, right? But if you focus all your attention on that one one million dollar project, and something goes bad, you basic you're basically out of business. So, all that to answer your question to say that if you're in the construction industry, it is critically important that you establish a relationship with a bonding agent so you know what your limits are. Because I have people coming into my office all the time. And they're like, Mr. Gates, I just got this $5 million project. The problem is if your balance sheet can't support that $5 million project, it's going to be very difficult for you to be bonded. But if you had a relationship with a bonding agent and the bonding agent says to you, you know what, based on your financials, you should be going after jobs at $750,000. The other thing that I tell my client, it's not about where you start, it's where you end. Because I want to take you from seven fifty. dollars to five million, it wouldn't. It, it may not happen. It will not happen in the first year, but if you do all the things that I, I advise you to do, you're going to get there in a couple of years. 
Well, thank you. Well, you have given us a lot of great information and advice uh, during this time, and I hope our listeners have had a chance. If they haven't, I'm going to encourage them to go grab the pens, their pencils, their pads, so that they can get all of this great information uh, that's been uh, shared with us on today. And also, I want to give our listeners an opportunity to uh, ask a question. You can join the conversation. All you have to do is press 1 and pound on your telephone. We'll see your hand in the studio, and uh, uh, our uh, producer will allow you to come in and join the conversation with us. You may have some questions specifically that you would like to ask. Mr. Peter, I'm going to ask you one more before we go to the commercial. And uh, you mentioned that, of course, you're not alone in the business, but that your uh, spouse, Nakia, who also previously worked with the government, uh, is uh, working alongside of you in your entrepreneurial venture. So tell us what a day in the life of a Peter and Nakia consists of. Oh, man. It's, um, first of all, we, we, we believe in um, being physically fit. Um, so we take time out every day. You know, I'm, I'm a morning person, so I, I either walk six miles in the morning. I get up at 5.45, I walk six miles, or we, we, we each have uh, personal trainers. I, you know, I go in the morning. My wife goes in the afternoon. Um, and then, you know, we get to the office, and, um, I mean, our phones and, and emails, it's just constantly, like, going. You know, my, my passion is helping small businesses. So we, you know, we all day we're trying to get a yes for our clients. Um, that is the most important thing to us because we – want people to to understand that anything is possible um and sometimes it, it you know there's a lot of tough conversations with some of our clients because because they've been taught bad stuff and been told bad stuff you know and i've been saying this for years um even when i was when i was at sba i feel like there are so many, like I call them vultures in our community, that's, that's feeding people bad information. And, you know, I try to, and my wife, you know, we try to, to get people to understand or give them the right information so they can get to where they want to do. So daily we are passionate about helping small businesses, you know, get to where they want to, to where they want to go. Um, we, like I said, I get up at 5.45 every morning, and I'm probably in the office until around 7, um, 7 at night, 7 p.m., and, 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 you know, we have, together we have five children. Um, we have five daughters, two sets of twins, <laughs> so pray, pray for us. Uh, they're all girls, and our, our youngest, our eight eight-year-old twins, and so sometime during the day, my wife, you know, she goes to pick them up um, from school. So not very exciting, but, but for us it's very exciting because we're constantly, you know, helping helping people. Oh, no, I, I, I think it's very exciting. You just described a very full and uh, exciting life with uh, the kids uh, getting up, running six miles, uh, the the hour that you have to kind of raise up in the morning. I think all of us look for opportunities to, you know, be able to handle it all, it all and balance it all. And you just gave us an illustration of how you and the kid are able uh, to do that. So, no, thank you, and thank you for your passion that it exudes through as well as you seek to help and support our small businesses. But before we go to a commercial, I, I do believe there is one hand in the uh, studio, so we're going to uh, let open the mic there, and then after this question, we'll go to a commercial. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jackie and Peter. My, uh, this is Ann McNeil. So, Jan, my question uh, for you is, can you share with our audience 
or would you please share with our audience, what motivated and or moved you to become a member of this awesome, phenomenal organization called the National Association of Black Women in Construction as a African-American male? Can you share with us what was your why behind that? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, you and I have met before, um, and and um, I spoke, I don't know how long ago it was, but you had an event at um, – it was it was next to the National Harbor. There was a there was a building, and so I spoke there with an, with another lady, um, and I became aware of Navwick and what you guys were doing, and um, you know. So the first the first the first year of our business was just trying to, you know, understand this side of the business. Um, but when my wife when my wife came on board, um, her you know, part of her role is to find strategic relationships for foundation. And so so she selected um, like five organizations and then we talked about it. And, you know, my wife is very thorough. It's, it's, it's not about, you know, she, she called and interviewed people and, and she was very, very impressed with what you were doing. And I told her that I know what you guys were doing, and and um, I felt, you know, we should be a part of this organization. We have some exceptional clients who are black women in construction, and I'm so impressed with the things that they've done. Um, I understand one of them was a guest on your show recently, um, out of Atlanta, um, and then we have we have we have about ten black construction company owned by African women who are doing exceptions. So it was only right that we become a member. And you know our, our goal is to is to is to help. You know um, whatever we do, we want to make it better. So hopefully us joining and us participating and sharing our knowledge, you know, we will take or help NABWIC, you know, go to the next level. You know, we're both military officers. Uh, I'm a retired lieutenant colonel, spent 27 years in the Army. Most of my time was in the reserves. And my wife, uh, 14 years in the Army. Actually, we met on a deployment in 07, and we've been together ever since. Um, so, you know, that's the military, the military way is whatever you do, try to make it better. So that's going to be our goal with this organization, maybe small, but we want to do whatever we can to make it better. And, and we are positive that with our experience in the surety bonding business, that we can offer something to the members that, that very few people can offer because there's no one who is more knowledgeable and passionate about surety bonding than I am. And we're Thank glad to be so, a part of NAPWIC. I'm so sorry. Thank you so very much for that. I wish you could see the smile on my face from ear to ear because I also <laughs> want to share with our listeners who are members, uh, in, in, in addition to what you're sharing, we want to let everybody know also that you are also partnering with one of our bonding companies, the member of this organization, which is Ms. Gladys Keith from um, mm-hmm. uh, FSB Bonding. And so I, I cannot think of a better pair uh, of individuals strategically working together for the betterment of, of, of this industry, period, because we do know you do bond other people other than just African-Americans. So thank you so much for that. Thank you, Jackie. Oh, you're certainly and welcome. Glad- and thank Anne for yeah. that question. Uh, thank you, Peter, for uh, your response. Yeah, Gladys is great. Uh, I love Gladys. So <laughs> no, that's how we do it in NAVWIC, you know, folks collaborating and, and working together. And you mentioned... 
the importance of that strategic relationship, which is one of the reasons why you join. And we want to encourage others, too. If you haven't joined NAVWIC, all you have to do is really, really simple. You can just go over to our website, nabwic.org, and click that Join button, and you, too, can become a NAVWIC member. But strategic relationships are really important. I heard someone say they're like the foundation of a solid structure. So for women in construction, these relationships serve as a bridge to new opportunities, knowledge, sharing, collaborative growth. And so just building those connections, which is what we're all about uh, with folks all over the industry, whether it be peer-to-peer, mentor, uh, partnering, and it's more than just networking. It's really about creating a supportive community that empowers you to, you know, break through barriers and and to grow and to be an advocate for one another. So thank you so much. And before we go any further, we're going to just take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. We are talking to Mr. Peter Gibbs, uh, president and founder of Foundation Surety and Insurance Solutions. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Yes, yes, indeed. We are back, and we have been talking with Mr. Peter Gibbs, uh, the president of uh, Foundation Surety and Insurance Solutions. Uh, Before we get back to our interview, I just want to remind everyone who's listening that we do have some important events that are coming up for NAVWIC, so I'm sure you've probably heard by now, but if you haven't, NAVWIC is headed to Washington, D.C. That's right. We are headed there for the Congressional Black Caucus, and we've got our strategic meeting and reception on September 20th and the reception on September 21st. So once again, just head over to our website, NABWIC, uh, right there on the home page. You can click and get more information about the reception. You don't want to miss that. Plus, you have been given a wonderful opportunity to get your business branded and out in front of more than 30,000 digital uh, customers and more than the 500 folks that are going to be there in person at that reception. So find out how you can advertise or sponsor uh, your business. Just head over to the website, NABWIC. Coming up later also in the um, after September, we've got another event, and that is one of the things that NABWIC uh, is uh, famous for. Our signature event is our billion-dollar luncheons, and on October 18th, we will be having our NAVIC luncheon, billion-dollar luncheon in energy contracting opportunities. You don't want to miss that, so head over to our NAVIC Eventbrite. You can register uh, for that and also check out an upcoming um, Chicago Build, which will also be in October. So once again, you can find everything that you need right there at the website. So let's get back to our special guest, Mr. Gibbs. We have been talking with him. He's given us a little bit about his background, shared a little bit about his passion for the surety bond business. And I also want to say, uh, Mr. Gibbs, thank you for your service, both you and uh, Nakia. So we appreciate everything that you in that arena as well. So um, one of the other questions that I I wanted to ask 
have you found in that right now I know you are a member of NAVWIC, and I'm sure, again, the relationships, the collaborations, resources uh, that we have will help you as you continue your journey. But are there any resources or even advice that you've received along the way that have helped you on your entrepreneurial venture? Wow, that's a that's a that's a that's a good question. You know, in, anyone who knows me um, knows that the the person who has the the most significant impact on my life was my grandfather. Um, and you know, my grandfather in in nineteen sixty seven, my mother and my three aunts left. Trinidad and Tobago to come to the U.S. and left 17 grandkids with my grandparents to raise in one in, in, a, in, a, in a like a three three bedroom house. And I learned so much from my grandfather. And um, so the the thing that I tell anyone, whether it doesn't matter whether you're in the military, entrepreneur, just life in general. My grandfather used to always say, get up in the morning, work hard every day, and things are going to be okay. And I think I've taken that simple advice, and, and, and it has helped me in every aspect of my life. So that's what I try to tell people. Just get up, work hard, complaining is not going to do anything, you know, and it's going to be okay. So that's the simple advice that I would give people. Well, thank you for that advice. Get up, work hard. That means you can accomplish anything. So we appreciate that. And before we ask you uh, our last question, I know we've got someone else that's kind of chumping at the bit, uh, Mr. Gerald Barnes, who is also in the D.C. area. Uh, Gerald, we want to give you an opportunity to uh, make a comment or ask a question uh, before we end the interview. Yeah, go ahead, Gerald. Yes, sir. You can hear me? Okay. Um, great uh, information, and really appreciate you coming on, Mr. Gibbs, and uh, looking forward to connecting. Um, I know Nadia Sankster is definitely interested, too. She's a corporate contract lawyer that's in, in D.C., and we had her on last week, and just building the momentum here in the uh, NCR group and then having all of our uh, sisters and brothers coming to D.C. in a, in a, sh- a short month, three weeks away, is definitely going to be good to get together to really start building some great ecosystem mergers, as we call them. But my question to you is, as you continue to just enlighten us on the idea of assurities and, and bonding, Every time I hear someone talking about construction, they always get blindsided by the fact that they need that to get through the contract. And I love the way you broke down the million dollars to four two hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar opportunities because at the end of the day they add up to be the same, and you end up getting more profit dollars because you don't have to be so tight with your pencil. So uh, basically, the question is. How do we keep spreading that throughout our local chapter and then build with our whole organization so we can really have a foundation of bringing the whole package to our our whole group? So, um, first of all, I I, I like the way you guys keep using the word foundation (laughs) in your comments and questions. Um, um, So... The first thing that I would say is if you're in the construction business, you should never, ever be um, blindsided by you need to have a bond to be in the business, right? To me, that's like like a basketball player saying that, you know, if I'm going up a – if I'm going up for a a layup and somebody, like, blocks my shot, how how could that happen? You know, I mean, I mean, it's it's just part of the process of being in the construction business. You, ha- 
bonding is essential, and you should never, ever be blindsided by that. I, so so there's a couple of things that I want to say. Um, number one, you know, I, I think every, and, and I would challenge every chapter in NABWIC that bonding has to be at the forefront in almost every event that you have to do, you, you need to talk about bonding. And you need to have the right people in front of people to talk about bonding. Um, it, because, because there are people in this industry who, who has made this requirement mm-hmm. to be like this impossible task of getting bonded. And I would say um, that it, it, bonding, you know, it's pretty simple. You know, our, our tagline is simple access to SBA surety bonds, right? Um, be, because it's it's pretty simple if you're prepared for it. But if you keep, you know, I cannot tell you, like I'll, I'll have a conversation with a person today, right? And they'll come to my office and I will tell them, hey, this is what you have to do to be bond ready. You got to have, you know, decent financial statements. Um, you know, you got to have access to your bank statements. You have to have a whip. You have to, you know, I tell people whenever you complete a job, you know, the first thing that you should do is is, is, is get a, 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 a reference letter from the owner so you're building a package, right, so that you're not blindsided. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I will tell someone exactly what they have to do, and then like four or five months later, they'll show up in my office and they'll be like, they'll be like, Mr. Gibbs, I just got a bond, I just got, I just, I just got awarded a contract for seven hundred thousand dollars, and they gave me three days to get a bond. And I say, Do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? And they're like, Well, you know, I didn't, I just, I, you know, I just, I just didn't do it because I didn't know if I was gonna you know, get a bond, but I said, we had a conversation mm-hmm. nine months ago, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, so these are, it's like, it's like, um, it's like these are, these are unforced errors, right? Mm-hmm. There are things in this industry that you can, you can get caught up in. For example, they have these things called fast track programs, right? And it's for smaller bonds and it's credit based. Right. Well, all of my clients, I do not subscribe to credit-based surety credit. Right. Why do I not? It's easier for the contractor to say, "Hey, my credit score is 750, and they get a bond for for 250, 500 thousand." The reason why I'm not a fan of of, of of these fast track programs is because it it causes the contractor to develop bad habits because you keep doing these $500,000 job and someone likes your work and out of the blue they say Mr. Barnes I got this 1.5 million dollar job for you can you handle it, right? Of course I can handle mm-hmm. it. Oh, but you got to have a bond for that $1.5 million. So now you go back to the company who's been giving you these credit-based surety, right? And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. That was for jobs that's $500,000 and below. For that 1.5, you have to show me three years of financial statements. You have to show me a whip. You have to show me all this other stuff, right? And now Mr. Barnes can't take advantage of that 1.5 because he developed, he wasn't preparing himself for these larger jobs. So anyone who comes in my office and they want me to be their surety agent, I tell them, I'm preparing you for when you get that million-dollar job. It might be painful in the beginning, 
because you're like, how do I get this? How do I get that? But once you get this information, now you are ready to do that small job or that large job, right? So, so what I would mm-hmm. say to you is that no one, if you're in this business, should be blindsided by the surety bond requirement. Number two, find yourself an agent and develop a relationship with them. Number three, understand the requirements to get bonds. Number four, grow your company responsibly, and you're going to be prepared for anything that's going to help you grow your company and do bigger jobs. And, you know, there are other, there's so much to talk about in this, in this arena, like utilizing, like what I do, I utilize the SBA bond guarantee for my clients, right? Because basically you can, can get two times surety credit if you utilize the SBA bond guarantee program. For example, real quickly, if you, if you have a million dollar, if you're going after a million dollar job, right? The standard market says you have to have 10% uh, liquid cash in the bank to get that bond. So you have to have $100,000 cash in the, in the bank, right? Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of, many small businesses, they don't have $100,000 in the bank, right? And then the other thing is, if you're bidding on a project, there's two ways that you can bid on that project. You, you, you can produce a bid bond, which is a surety relationship, or in most cases, they ask you for a cashier's check, which is 5 to 20% of whatever the contract is, right? Now, Cashier's check, what does that mean? That means that you're, you freeze that money in your bank, right? So you, you don't have access for that money, right? So that's the importance of having a relationship with a bonding agent because there's no cost for a bid bond if you, if you do all the things that's required to have a good bonding relationship, right? Now, if you go to the standard mark, if you go to the standard mark, if you go to, if you, if you come to me and I want to utilize the SBA bond guarantee, SBA has a relationship with all these surety companies, and SBA says, you know, to encourage these companies to provide surety to these small businesses, SBA is going to guarantee 80 to 90% of the bond. So the surety company is only uh, 10 to 20% risk right? SBA is going to pay everything else if something happens, right? So because of that, SBA says in that same scenario, if it's a million-dollar job, SBA says we're okay with that small business only having 5% cash, right? So the $100,000 liquid cash requirement is now 50000 right? The other major different uh, advantage is this. Um, like I said, for that million dollar in the standard market, you have to have $100,000. So we broke it down to now all the requirement is 50000 with SBA. In the standard market, if a company has a business line of credit, the unused portion of it can be used to further reduce that $50,000 when you utilize SBA. In the standard market, they're not going to – yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. No, I, I, sorry, I'm going to let you uh, finish your, your thought, and I just wanted to interrupt and just say, again, I hope that folks have grabbed their pens, pads, and, and uh, ink pens because this is great, great information, and our education committee is really going to love you because we're going to have to bring you back and have you do a segment on this. This has been so wonderful. 
But finish that thought, but we do have one other person that wants to ask a question in the studio, so I just wanted to make you aware of that as well. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so so the point is, so now we've reduced that from 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 100,000 to 50 and then if the person has a, a line of credit, it's reduced even further. So you can have very limited cash and get approved, get issued that bond. That's the advantage of the SBA program. And that's what I'm an expert at. You know, I was in that program for 18 years, wrote almost every rule, almost every reg, you know, and that's what I bring to the table. So I'm going to shorten. There's so much that I think mm. that, 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 you know, people who don't take the time to develop a relationship with an agent, they find themselves uh, in that position that you talked about. That they feel like, um, man, I didn't even know this was going to happen. Well, you know, just like you, you have a banker, you have, a CPA, you got a lawyer. If you're in the construction, equally important is having a relationship with a bonding agent. Yeah, no, you thank you. Open the eyes and the and the ears on that one. Thanks a lot. No problem. All right, I think we have another question, Miss Ursula. I know you've been uh, waiting patiently. Go ahead. Good morning. This has been an amazing, amazing program this morning for so many different levels. Um, I was just listening to, looking back on on all that you said, and, well, when you talked about your grandfather, my question was, who is this man? And how did his daughters know that he would take care of 16 children? I mean, that was amazing. Then you talk about a a husband and wife team. You have a military background. You have a migration story your, your aunt and then you have a worldwide impact in the knowledge that you have and just example of how you shared it with us this morning and in full disclosure i'm a publisher so my question is have you written that book yet <laughs> oh my god i cannot tell you how many people have talked to me about writing a book uh no i have not <laughs> oh lord have mercy help him <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you sit down with a recorder. You need to you need to capture that so that it, I mean, just think about it. You're talking about your grandfather and the things that your grandfather right. had access to that you have in your head. Um, that's right. That's multiple, 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 multiple generations that you're walking around with, and the wisdom that yeah, goes yeah. along with it. I'm. I really want to know who that man was. Because he he he, yeah, so, he is who you are. Absolutely, absolutely. I give him I give him all the credit. So so this year, I took my in my youngest twins to Trinidad so they can see where my humble beginnings. And they were because you know, I always talk about my grandfather and this house that I was raised in, and and my wife was actually floored. She was very emotional. Uh, the, the house is actually abandoned right now, um, but she got she went to the village where I was raised, and and um, it was it was um it was awesome for for my family to see where I came from. So I, I appreciate those comments. You know, maybe one day when I'm slowing down a little bit, I'll think about that book. But I get that question all the time. My my and life I is also- truly a blessing. I also have another connection to you that I forgot about as I was ranting. Um, my grandmother's first two pregnancies produced two sets of twins, so I've heard stories about twins, and I know what it takes to to manage that kind of life too. So it's right, your story right. is just amazing. So now, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, speaking of books. And, uh, again, when you get ready to write that book, uh, Mr. Peter, uh, you definitely need to connect with Ursula Odom. Uh, so, anyway, that's a conversation for another time. But, anyway, we're talking about uh, connections, right, strategic relationships. This is one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but speaking of books, uh, are you ready for the hard question? 
Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a phrase that our uh, other host likes to use. But will you share with our audience, our listeners, your favorite book or author or something that you're currently reading? What do you do for developmental purposes? Um. So, I mean, there's 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 a book that that I've probably um, I'm not very good with remembering like the author's name, but there's there's a book that that I've read probably seven times since uh, since I went to like graduate school, and I, it it's called The Art of Invita- of Innovation. Um, and it's taught me so much because I because I, I believe I believe that um, you know to be successful, um, especially when I was working for the federal government, if if, you, if you're not innovative and and, and, and think outside the box, it, it's it's very difficult to get things across. So I would encourage your listeners to pick it up and and uh, they'll learn a lot from it. The art of innovation. Oh, okay, thank you. So there is a um, a book called The Art of Innovation by is it Tom Kelly? Um, I'll have to, I need to I need to bring that into office. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. We're definitely going to have to uh, look that up. And listen, um, I know that our listeners probably again have a bunch of questions that they want to ask, and we could certainly. Uh, stay on this podcast all day, but uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap it up. But before we do, what uh, tell our listeners uh, again? You've left a lot of information and um, knowledge with us. But if they needed to contact you, how would listeners get in touch with you? Very simple. We have um, you know we have our website, which is www. Uh, foundationsurety.com and my email is pgibbs at foundationsurety.com my wife's email is ngibbs at foundationsurety.com and my phone number is 3014426 and I'd love to hear from you um, I have a lot of knowledge about SBA and um, not just bonding. So if you have any questions, anything that I can do to help, I will at, at no cost. <laughs> oh, hey, that that's the key word. Thank you, no cost. Right. Well, listen, you've heard it, and we are going to have that information on the podcast description. So for those of you that are visiting by, by the Internet, uh, you can get that information. Others, we hope that you have uh, written that down. Uh, but as Mr. Uh, Peter has already said, you know, one of the key uh, resources to have along with your banker, your CPA, your attorney, is to have that person who is a knowledgeable expert in the arena of surety bonds. But, Mr. Peter, we want to give you an opportunity as we close to leave our listeners with any last uh, words or comments uh, that you would uh, want them to to uh, remember. So what I, what I would tell your audience is don't listen to what they, T-H-E-Y, have to say. They have been put in a lot of wrong information in our community. Find a legitimate resource to get your answers. So as of today, I need everybody on this podcast to stop listening today. That's what I have to say. No, great advice. Thank you so much. So don't listen to what they have to say, but definitely seek out a legitimate resource. And we've been talking to one of those resources today, 
We've been it's been our pleasure to have been talking with Mr. Peter Gibbs, the founder and president of Foundation Surety and Insurance Solutions. So we got to have you back on the show, uh, Mr. Gibbs, or at least and have you also do one of our educational workshops for us. So thank you so much for your time this morning. And to all our listeners out there, we want to wish you, those that are in the Florida area, uh, certainly a safe Wednesday. And for everyone, a wonderful Wednesday, and we'll be back next week for another exciting podcast on next Wednesday, 8.30 a.m. Thank you so much for listening. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.